This episode of the Comets Podcast is being brought to you by Huntington University. And if you were a Comet season ticket holder last year, you can still take advantage of 25% off all tuition at Huntington University. All you have to do is visit the Huntington University admissions office and they'll take care of you. Let's get on with the show. How are you now? Shane Alberani with another episode of the Huntington University Comets podcast. So glad you could join me here today, this afternoon, night, morning, whenever you decide to listen to it. Glad you're here. Glad everybody listened to uh, our first episode of the season, Jackson Leaf. And if you haven't listened to him, uh, go ahead, do that now, and then come back and listen to me and Curtis Leonard, because that is the episode we have coming up for you today. Curtis Leonard, one of the all-time great guys and a great personality. I was actually uh, sad when I started this podcast and Curtis Leonard wasn't around because I knew he would have been a great guest. So you can imagine my excitement when I learned he was coming back to Fort Wayne and I immediately got him booked for this podcast. And this is the result. And you get to listen to it right now. Here's me and Curtis Leonard. late than never so no worries worries. but this did remind me of a story um because you're running late today and uh we were in Reading I think a couple years ago and we were having lunch and uh Ben Boudreaux just had his son and we were just talking about having kids and you made a comment um something to the effect of you're lucky I have pants on I couldn't be responsible for another human being and it just (laughs) yeah I can't I'm I'm Barely keep my head on half the time. I'd lose it if it wasn't screwed on. <laughs> That's all good, Br- man. Brutal. Brutal. All right. Well, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's been, no, it's been good to be back and excited. The team looks good. We've, uh, gets nice to get some wins and seems like we have a good group. And, uh, yeah, I'm, it's been good so far. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing, uh, doing good. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad that uh, you're back. You know, always one of my, always one of my favorites, brother. So I'm glad to see you back. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> so you started in Greenville, you played a few games and then you came back to Fort Wayne. Were you, but like, you like jumped into training camp, but you had already been playing. So that was weird. Yeah, it was a bit of an odd situation. Just things quite didn't work out, uh, in Greenville, obviously, whenever you go somewhere, you, you want things to work out. But um, unfortunately, it didn't work out as planned. And uh was happy to come back here, have the opportunity to come back here to Fort Wayne. Uh, and yeah, I had been playing. I think I played seven uh, games, seven or eight games in Greenville. Um, I'd actually just uh, had COVID. So I was on the... Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So I I'd mi- actually missed. I, was, I did the indie trip. And then we had a, a slew of us that... Um, uh, had COVID uh, throughout the team that that for that little phase there. So I was I was on the I was out for I think ten whatever ten day or twelve days whatever it was, and then uh, kind of got adjusted back that week. And then that's when uh, right after that I, I came back. So I'd been out, I'd been out, hadn't been skating really for three weeks to be honest. And then oh, so I had to hop. I had got nice. to hop. Yeah, I got to hop in here and get back in the swing of things. And um, it felt good once I got back. I mean, it's a place that I was comfortable with and a system. And 
group of guys. So it was nice to be back and, and, and have the familiarity and, and see, and see some people that you, that you're comfortable with. Yeah. So how was your experience with COVID? I mean, did, were you, how sick were you or did you? <laughs> no, I wasn't too bad actually. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I had, uh, I didn't really show symptoms. I kind of got a bit of a, a sore throat. Um, but we had had two days, uh, we got two days off. So I was just at my apartment kind of hanging out for the two days, just kind of relaxing. And then we got tested, uh, the next day and I tested positive and from there kind of went to a bit of a cough and then yeah. I got some, I got some body aches. Um, uh, and then from there, uh, I lost my sense of taste and smell and I lost that for probably two and a half weeks. I'd say it's oh. probably at, I probably say it's at 70% now it's, it's getting, it's getting back. It kind of gets better week by week. But other than that, I wasn't, I wasn't too bad. I know we had a couple of guys that were in their beds and they were, they were hurting units for probably three or four days, but mine were, were very mild compared yeah. to some other people. But you're still dealing with it. You haven't got your sense of taste back. That's like my well, biggest fear. Well, no, it, it's back. Like it's at 70%. But it's, but it's, it's 70% not, though, still. Yeah, it's not, it's not a hundred percent, but it, it, it's, it's coming along. And I mean, I can taste and smell great as it was. It broke my nose a couple of times. So <laughs> it's uh it's not perfect as it was but it's it's getting better so yeah and man you're you know you've got you know, you've had the nose broken you've got a, a missing tooth i mean you're literally out of central casting when it comes to hockey players that's awesome <laughs> yeah it's not uh yeah if they're doing a new slap shot maybe i could i could go for uh for a for a cameo or something but no the hockey look hey man that's that's a cool thing so yeah <laughs> That's, that's, what, that's what that's what we're that's what we're gonna go with for now we're gonna say it's cool <laughs> until i have to hit the real world and it's not as cool missing your teeth and having broken nose and everything else well, but, there, you, but you have stories i mean also I, you know what? no one's gonna mess with I, you yeah yeah i do have some stories you, you are right you are right with that my daughter right before she started high school she used to ride horses and like the day two days before she was supposed to get her picture taken for school and a horse bit her on the face and she oh. had this huge, I mean, it looked awful. And I said, but you're walking to high school looking like that. No one's going to mess with you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. She's the nail gun. Everyone's going to be intimidated by her. Exactly. I don't, I don't know if that's what you want here first day. I think you want to make friends though. <laughs> like, you know that's what? Yeah, that's, that's just respect, fear. Yeah, it's part, it's part of life. It's part of life. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, man, let's, you know, let's go back. Let's learn. Let's learn about Curtis Slater. That's what the show is all about. Uh, it's about you. So uh, you're from Napanee, Ontario. How big of a place yeah. is that? Napanee, Ontario is about 15,000 people with the surrounding area. I'd say the town itself is probably five to eight. And then the rural area is 15 around it. It's right in between Kingston, Ontario, which is probably about 150,000 people where the Frontenacs are. They have an OHL yeah. team. So that's 20 minutes uh, east. And then 20 minutes west is Belleville, where the Belleville Senators are, which are the American League team for the, for the Ottawa Senators. So you had... Uh... All kinds of hockey growing up, of course, around you. But is uh, is Napanee kind of like Letterkenny, Ontario? Uh, it is very similar, actually. Yes, I would, I would, I do say that. So Letterkenny is actually based on a, uh, from what I've heard, it's based on a town in southwestern Ontario called Listowel, I believe. Someone told me that. But yeah, Letterkenny would be the 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 northeastern Ontario part of uh, <laughs> would be the northeastern Ontario Letterkenny, I'd say, probably. Yeah, and if, uh, if folks are listening to this and don't know Letter Kenny, it's it's a show not for the kids, but it's on Hulu. If you're a hockey fan, I would recommend uh, uh, looking at it now. <laughs> yeah, there 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 are elements of Letter Kenny that are very relatable 
to an apnea, I would say it's not it's not a spitting image, but uh, yes, there are there are relatable references. That's great. Well, and the hockey players in in the show are I, I when I tell people about the show, I'm like, I know those guys. They're probably in the dressing room right now. Right the street. I mean, those guys oh, are yeah. probably in there. It is dramatized a little bit, but yeah, there are some some things that they do and say that are uh, th- that we do do, I guess. But um, but yeah, there, it is it is funny. I mean, there is a there's a First Nations reserve ten minutes away from Napanee, and there's you have your your rural uh, kind of farm boys, and you have your hockey players, you, and and then you have kind of those, those street kids that they have on the show too. There's all those elements, but I, I mean, I, those those people are everywhere in the right. world, but. Right. In a small town, it does come to light a little bit more, I guess. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so so what'd you do growing up? What was like, I mean, a small town. I mean, there's not a whole lot to do, but uh, you know what? Yeah, it was small town. So I uh I mean I, I was I played a lot of sports growing up as a kid. I played played baseball and, and had a golf membership at the golf course. I mean, my buddies would take our take our bikes or our parents would drive us up there and play 18. They pick us up after work and um and yeah, it was, it was kind of a normal childhood, I guess, really. We played, so I played baseball in the summers and golf in the summers and uh, was playing hockey in the winters, right? So I, I played my minor hockey out of, out of Belleville because that's where the AAA yeah. uh, organization was. Napanee was only a, a B center. So I played there till novice. And then from Adam till midget, I played my minor hockey out of Belleville. So we would end up going to uh, our, our area was uh, Peterborough, Whitby, Oshawa, um, uh markham so we were kind of going uh, two hours west towards toronto to play a lot of our games yeah so when did you start getting big <laughs> i was a late bloomer Shane. really yeah. i was a very i was a very late bloomer yeah i think my my first year junior i i started started the year at i uh, so i i played minor midget and then i played as a 16 year old in in wellington in, in the ontario junior league i think i started the year at just under six foot 55 pounds and by the end of my 16 year old year I was uh or going into my 17 year old year I think I was a little over 6'3 so I was I was a bit of uh, I was a bit of a a late bloomer I think I was 6'3 165 pounds (laughs) I don't I don't think I even had arm hair until I was 17 G and I was late I was uh I was not I was not I wasn't rough and tough and ready to play in the OHL I was still I I was growing a little later yeah but that's, I mean, to have that, those changes in just a year, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I was a, I was a tall, I was a string bean out there, tall glass of water. <laughs> that's gotta be weird. If you're a scout, you know, if you see out a kid when he's 16, then when he's 17, he's totally different. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's part of like, you, it's, it's just one of those things. You, I guess you kind of got to see what they're, what they're doing on the ice. And um, yeah. So yeah. So I played there in Wellington for three years. Then went to school and I started to fill out kind of when I was, I'd probably say 20 years old, 1920s when I started to yeah. fill out a little bit more. Yeah. Is your uh, dad a big guy? Uh, he's probably, he's just under six foot. Yeah. Um, his, but his brother and sister, they're like six, three, six foot, but my mom's side, they're not that tall. They're probably six foot. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where the hype came That's from. My sister's come from my, my sister's five, eight, my other sister's five, seven. So, I mean, I don't know, I guess we, I guess we drink our milk at dinner. That's what we'll say. <laughs> drink, our, drink our milk at dinner, whole milk. So you got you got two sisters. Where are you? Are you the, the middle kid, or are you? No, I'm I'm the oldest. The so oldest? I have uh, I have a sister who's two years younger than me. Um, she she's back at home right now. So she uh, 
she works for the for Loyalist Township and she's the head payroll and HR administrator, I believe was her title there. She went to Concordia University in Montreal uh, and she played, she was a two sport athlete. She played hockey and rugby there. Um, and she just got engaged to her fiance this summer, Cole. So yeah, I think they, it was this summer, last summer. So they, their wedding kind of got put off because of COVID. Oh, yeah. And then my other sister, she is at Wilfrid Laurier University um which is they have a campus in Brantford and Waterloo uh and she's at water or Brantford sorry and she's studying uh health administration oh nice nice yeah <laughs> you talk about so are you going to be in the wedding uh I doubt it no <laughs> I, have, just, I, have actually, I have another I, funny story last year uh we had uh, Stephen Bayless on the team and uh he was yeah. actually one of the last podcasts that we did before everything got shut down but uh you know we obviously didn't know that and uh and he said, yeah, my, my sister's getting married and uh, I'm going to be in the wedding. It's like the second week of April. And I haven't told Ben yet that I'm not going to be here for the first week of the playoffs. <laughs> and oh, that's man. how Ben found out. He listened to the podcast. Oh, great. But luckily, that... it didn't become an issue because, well. <laughs> yeah, because of COVID. Well, he's lucky. Yeah. So, yeah, Danielle. So my, my sister, Danielle, she's, she's probably the brains and most athletic person in the family. And then. Joanna and I just kind of we just ride her coattails. <laughs> was was your mom and dad athletes? Uh, I, yeah, I think like my dad played high school sports and yeah. um and, and played hockey and, and baseball growing up, and I think my mom played a little basketball in high school, but nothing nothing too crazy. <laughs> it's funny I I talk to guys how many how many of their moms were like stud athletes. It's yeah more than the dads. Mean, yeah, you get that genes from sometimes and just. Yeah, it's the way it is. I used they pass on their knowledge, but yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't like that. And I think me and my sister kind of competed against each other all the time. And uh, whether it was, I mean, we'd go skiing all the time in the winters too. We'd probably go skiing three times a year and stuff. So we kind of just did stuff together. And I think she kind of made me better. I made her a little bit better type of thing. So it was always fun. Yeah. So are you still competitive after all these years? Yeah. Yeah, we are competitive. A lot of cards and board games around the house and. <laughs> I still can't beat her. It's annoying. It's not fun. <laughs> no, I swear to God, she wins at everything. <laughs> wins at everything. I just, it's, it's defeating. Uh, well, you're not playing for money, so, you know, you're probably okay. Oh, no, not yet. <laughs> so when the, the, when everything got shut down and were you, where were you? So I was in, I was in Belfast. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I was the last two years. So um kind of how I found out was we were about to play a game that weekend and all the other leagues in, in Europe were starting to shut down and I think guys were a little concerned that they were weren't going to be able to, to get home and uh so they shut uh shut the season down or our game down that night and then the following day the season got shut down and I wasn't sure how I didn't know the the how serious it was or, or yeah. how serious to take the whole situation I was I was in school there too and didn't want to have to do it remotely from Canada and didn't know how this whole situation yeah. would work there as well. So I kind of put it off a week. And then my mom is a, she's an occupational health nurse in, in Kingston yeah. at the Kingston general hospital. And she gave me a call and she's like, no, you gotta, it's time to get back here. It's I think the borders are going to be closing down here soon. So uh, I got back to, uh, to Canada and did my lockdown there and was in lockdown there for probably eight weeks. Wow. Was, was the whole family, were you guys all reunited or were? Yeah, kind of. So, 
yeah so both my parents so my dad's uh he's a guard at the the jail in town and and my mom's a nurse so like it didn't really change that much for them they were still going yeah. to work oh, yeah. every day yeah. they're just i mean obviously they're my mom was a lot busier uh, but uh just at the hospital but uh yeah my one sister who was at university she came back and then my sis, other sister lives in town uh her and her fiance have a have a house there so we were all actually in Napanee at once which is it was kind of nice and kind of fun so I had the whole family back together uh yeah yeah the, the whole fam damn was kicking around <laughs> sibling rivalries I'm sure uh, uh yeah. were pretty good <laughs> yeah no it was good it was nice to, it was because it's been a while since we've all because my sister would spend her her summers in <clears throat> Montreal um where she was going to school and that's when I would come home and then we were just always kind of off off the same page a little yeah. bit so your dad's a prison guard. Okay. I'm sure Correct. he's got stories. Maybe we should have him on. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, he doesn't really, honestly, Shane, he never really brought anything back. Oh, I'm sure he probably wouldn't. <laughs> no, he just kind of, I'm sure he has stories, but yeah, he never kind of brought it around us at home or, or told us anything and kind of just kind of left that stuff behind at work. So I, I, I mean, I've heard a couple of things just from not just kind of what goes on just from, yeah one of his coworkers, but other than that, I really don't know what happens behind those doors a whole lot. <laughs> but I'm sure, well, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, he probably doesn't want to bring that home, but. Uh, no, but I mean, yeah, no, he was on the right, he was on the riot squad and everything there. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. A couple of years ago, they did like a demonstration as to how they, they approach things and do things. And it was like their 25th anniversary. It was, it was really cool. And like, they kind of have the whole, the armored outfits and the batons and they put, they put the demonstration on it. It was, it was really cool. It was actually really impressive. So I wouldn't mess with your dad. He probably knows. <laughs> yeah, he's getting old. he's getting up there now. Maybe you can push him around a little bit. <laughs> I don't think so. You know what? My my dad, even when he was eighty, I would not mess with him. He could still take me. Oh, he, yeah. he could squeeze my hand and take me down at eighty. <laughs> you know, it's the pressure points, my dad. That's yeah. the worst part. Pressure that, right? Right? Oh, yeah. When you mess around with people who know that, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, it's no good. It's no good. So you said you were in school over in Ireland. Yeah, so I was so through my contract, I ended up um, I was at Ulster University there, and I I did my MBA um, uh, did that over the two years, so it was part time. So I actually just finished that up in December and, and graduated. So uh, yeah, I've got a postgraduate degree, which is, is kind of cool. So what's what's it in? Uh, it's Master's in Business Administration. Yeah, nice. So the general general MBA, and that oh, was great. Met some met some cool. Um, really nice people through the program and uh, it, it was fun I really enjoyed it it was a lot of uh, hands-on and practical learning and um, obviously there's some tests and stuff and you have to grind through some things but uh, I, I really enjoyed it it was it was fun and it was, it was a cool experience how did you juggle hockey in school I know so I know some guys who've done it but I've never heard anyone like if they come out of college they got to take finals but they're still playing pro hockey yeah like, you were I mean <laughs> yeah so like it was set up a little differently I mean I did go to like, cause I played hockey at RPI. Right. So I did my undergrad on an athletic scholarship. So it was kind of, it was kind of similar, I guess I went to school. So I, cause I was part-time, I went to school once a week. So on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, whichever year it was, I'd go to school from one to eight at night. So I'd go practice in the morning. Yeah. Then you'd have uh, school from one to eight on Tuesday. You have two classes and, um, and then you'd chip away at your work. There's, they're usually, it was usually one project that was worth a hundred or one paper that was worth a hundred percent of your mark for, for that class. So uh, for the majority of them, a couple were, were tests that were three tests, but 
uh, it was good. It was, it wasn't too bad. It was just kind of got to stay on top of things and, and chip away. But for the most part, they're there to help you out and they want you to have success and, and they want people to do well and learn. Right. So as long as you're, you're kind of doing your best and, and working with them, they're, they're pretty, pretty understanding. See, I would have loved that. I don't, I'm not a good test taker. So, but giving me a paper, I would just would have been all over that. I would have been a yeah, lot more no, successful. It, <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. Like, it, I mean, and some of them were pretty cool, like practical assignments. Like one, there was like, a, we had to set up a marketing campaign for a local radio station and you actually p- pitched your ideas to the their, their director. And a lot of stuff was involved in, in the area in Belfast. So it was cool. And, and, and you could kind of, you could see the w- real world application of what you were doing, which, which made it a lot, uh, a lot more interesting. So what do you plan on doing with that? You're going to go into business. I don't know. Do marketing. I, I, somehow, do do? somehow I, somehow I end up back in hockey again after <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to buy the comments around on my way. There you go. Hockey's. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm not entirely sure yet. I'm, I'm still having fun playing the game. So hopefully and probably soon enough that, that time will come and I'll have to make a decision. But as of right now, I, I am not sure yet. I can tell you're still having fun, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you went to RPI, which is Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. It sounds like a place where smart people go, but I would not be allowed in. So how did you make it to RPI? And what did you study there? So, yeah, the name the name is uh, intimidating to say sometimes <laughs> for people. Uh, so, like I said, I, I played uh, junior in, in Ontario and Wellington. And then um, I, I got recruited by RPI and I, I went on a visit. I had a teammate. I played junior with that was there and spoke highly of the program and my coaches there were great Seth Appert who was the head coach at the time who's now the head coach of the Rochester Americans and uh, Brian Vines was our D coach and Nolan Graham and um, they recruited me and I went on a visit and I, I, I really enjoyed it it was a it was a lot of fun and met some of my best friends there and um, so it, it was good and uh, I was actually it's an engineering school yeah that's but, what I thought. Uh, and you said business, I, and like that doesn't match up. <laughs> I was, I was, I was a management student. They do have a management okay. program there, um, but because it is like a technology school, a lot of your electives were like my electives were like quantitative methods or computer science. It wasn't you weren't taking yeah. bird classes like bowling or something. <laughs> so they, they like so your electives they were tough. I mean, your um, you, you had your Haas credits were obviously which were humans are humanities arts and social sciences you had to take a couple of those but a lot of the stuff was science or technology based and they incorporated that into yeah. the, the management program yeah a lot of math involved i think it yeah it was yeah sometimes i needed help from people too i had to get a find some people to, to help me out i think there's probably a lot of tutors around there <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're they're study hall i was there a couple times so so that was so where where is that that it's in New York, right? Is that where? Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So RPI is, uh, it's in Troy, New York, which is actually the home of uncle Sam for oh. Americans. Yes. It, it's the home of uncle Sam. I believe uncle Sam owned or the, whoever uncle Sam was, he was the, he owned a meat packaging plant in, in Troy, New York. And, uh, so when the food was shipped over during world, one of the world wars, they'd say, Uncle, it was from Uncle Sam. That's I think that's the story. Someone's probably going to see this and like look it up, and then I, that's what I was told. So don't blame me. Don't shoot the messenger. That's a little history lesson, but it could be a wrong history lesson. Um, 
So, so yeah, it's in, it's in Troy, New York, which is like 10 minutes from Albany, half hour to Saratoga. It was, it was great. It was a pretty central location. We played in the ECAC, which was all the Ivy League schools. And then you had Quinnipiac, uh, which is in Hamden, Connecticut. Uh, you had St. Lawrence Col- or St. Lawrence University and Clarkson University, which was upstate, um, right across from on the Canadian border, up in uh, Messina, New York, and Potsdam, New York. And then Colgate University was the other uh, uh, non-Ivy, other than us. Oh, and Union, sorry, Union College. So you, had, you had a lot of talent you were playing against, and a lot of guys you've probably seen in the pros, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of guys that were, were uh, played professionally or either North America or Europe. And um, yeah, it was good. It was competitive. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a, it was a good league. It was fun. I, I got to grow and learn a lot. Got to, we, we always had a good um, uh, out of conference schedule too. Our, our coach used to coach at Denver. So we had some, uh, some connections out West. So we got to play some cool places. I got to go to Denver and play and University of Minnesota. We got to open up Notre Dame's new rink. My freshman year, we played the first game in there, which was really, really cool. It was a really cool experience. So uh, I really enjoyed it. I don't have any really bad things to say about it. Cool. And I mean, and then did you go pro right out of RPI? Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, from there, I I went, uh, I played a game in Rochester with the Americans, and then I did a couple of games in Reading and did like their playoff run. Um, and from there, and then, so that was just kind of at the end of my senior, yes. senior year. And then I signed in Reading out of that year and I'm getting trading here, traded here, yeah. played those 10 games here and then went to Evansville. <laughs> I, had to, I had to, had to get my feet wet. I wanted to see a couple of places, I guess. No, it was, it was a learning experience. It was, so yeah, so, so I, I left school and played uh, in Reading in Rochester and then I started the year in Reading and, and got, uh, got moved here to Fort Wayne. I got to play a little bit that for, I think it was 10 games here. And then um, it's a bit of a learning curve. I think I kind of come from school and then really getting thrown into pro. I just wasn't quite ready yet. And then you obviously you get traded and you, I'd never been traded before and lost my confidence a little bit. And then actually when I came to Fort Wayne, I thought I, I thought I played pretty well for those 10 games, but obviously they had a very good team that year and we're very deep and uh, went to the conference finals against, against Allen and, but I, I was probably one of the best things that happened to me in my career is I got to go, I got traded to Evansville uh, and played for Al Sims, yeah. a comic coach. And it was great. I mean, we weren't probably the, the best team that year, but it was good for me because I got to, I got, I learned a lot from Al and I got an opportunity to play and uh, I got my confidence back and, and I got to play actually with a really good D partner, Troy Rutkowski. Um, and it was good. I got my, I got some confidence back. I've kind of got my foot, I got my feet wet and, and knew I was going to be in the lineup and, um, and got to learn a bit more of the pro game. And, uh, I, I, and then obviously after that year, uh, grammar kind of saw that and he messaged me in the summer and, um, said that, uh, Al spoke highly of me and they liked me when I was here. And, um, I really liked my time in Fort Wayne when I was here for those, whatever, two or three months, whenever yeah. it was that year. And, uh, I, 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 just, I just had good vibes here. So I decided to come back and was here for two more years. Yeah. I don't think, uh, you know, I remember when you were playing with us back then and I know that that wasn't an easy decision to move you to yeah. Evansville. Like you said, it was just so such a deep team that year, you know, t- tough, you know, it's part of the business, but yeah, I mean, I know you made an impression on everybody that year. So we're happy to see you back the next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it was, yeah, no, I was, I obviously never want to get moved or anything like that to happen, but 
Uh, it was, it was, it was, I, it was a good thing for me. And I got to build some confidence and, and learn things and, um, and Al was good with me. And so I, I was, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing, uh, at least the way that's what I am, that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was also, you know, very opening, you know, that, all right, I was in one spot for so many years at college. Now I'm getting moved every two months. Oh yeah. Dude, you're, it's a, you're just, you, you, you question yourself a little bit. You thought you were a good hockey player and, uh, and then all of a sudden you're like, holy smokes, I'm in the meat grinder here. What is going on? I, am I, am I, am I as good as I think I am or, or what's the story here? But, yeah. Fortunately, I came back the, the next year to Fort Wayne um, and I had I just kind of things started to click. I think it, they started to click in Evansville and then I came back for that. I think it was 16, 17 and things just uh, just felt right and um, had a good training camp. And then uh, obviously we had a pretty good team again that year and got to I play the majority of the year and most of the games and kind of just got my feet wet again and started to kind of build uh build confidence and, and some trust here in Fort Wayne and, uh, and build my game a bit. Yeah. And then the year after that, you came back and that was a really good team. And, yeah. uh, you know, that, yeah. that was, uh, you know, we went to the conference final, lost game seven in overtime. And that was, I know it was heartbreaking for me. I don't know what it was for you guys because I'm sure. That yeah. yeah, no, it was. Yeah. So like going back to the 16, 17 team, it was a lot of fun and, and I was still young, right. I was still a second yeah. year pro. So you're still learning a lot and, we had a good group of guys there too, and and and, and Emmer and, and and Nags, and uh, obviously Shazzy is such a good guy, and <laughs> we had a good we had a good group again. And obviously, that I think that Toledo team was just a bit better than us that year. They they had things going and clicking, and we just couldn't seem to get by them. But yeah, that that following year, um, yeah, it was it was, bit, it was it was a bit heartbreaking, especially Sid scores that goal with eight minutes left to go up three yeah. one. You think you think you got it, and I mean, the goal still they still haunts you a little bit. Bobby's helmet falls off in the corner and has to get off. And um, but that was that was a that was a really fun year. That was probably one of my one of my more fun years of of hockey that I've had. We had we had a good group and a good team. And I mean, you can't look back into all of them now, but you're it's, you're you're whatever it was four or five minutes away from going to play for a championship. Yeah, right? but admit it. Every once in a while, it pops in your head because <laughs> it does me. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I mean, when you have good teams and you miss opportunities to have success, it's, I think anybody does, they're going to say that. I mean, hopefully <laughs> it doesn't happen this year, but yeah, it, it's just one of those things that you, you felt like you had a good thing. You had a good group and you, you were so close yet. It just it slipped through your fingers. It's just, it's just frustrating. I remember when, when Sid scored that goal, there was 8.01 left on the clock. And I remember looking at the clock thinking that's too much time. That's too much time. Well, that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying now, Shane. But if we would have won, you wouldn't be saying that. Oh no, no. But I'm saying in the back of my head, I'm like, that's too much time. We've got to, we got to score another one. I'm like, I, we need another goal. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, there's, yeah, they got that. I don't even know when they scored, but they got that one. I remember the play. It was, I think it was uh, Bowman got the puck up top, came down and, and he ended up throwing like a, a shot pass to, uh, their captain uh, right off Hauser's toe cap. So that made it three, two. And then uh, it was, a, I forget there's the French kid that came down and put one short side on Hauser, I think under the bar. He was a good player too. He was, he was a tough player. Uh, Rattel, Joey Rattel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember it all. I remember it all. I say, man, you, you, you remember a lot more than I do. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a fun year, but, uh, so obviously you, you liked Fort Wayne. I mean, what did you, what did you like about it? Yeah, I think I it just, it's, uh, 
I don't know. I'd never really lived in the Midwest before. Midwest kind of seemed yeah. like a little bit like Napanese, <laughs> a bit more laid back my style. But no, honestly, it was just, it was a, when you come in and you meet Dave for the first time and uh, he's got that, you got that husky voice and so passionate and cares so much about the team. And, and then, and then you see the rink and the, the rinks out East kind of in the East coast of the garden is they're not like, they're not big. They're kind of like, right. They're a bit, they're a bit older, a bit more run down. Then you come out here, and I remember driving in here for the first time and seeing the rink. I was like, "Holy smokes, this is it's a big facility!" Right. And then you you get out there and and then you play your first game there, and there's eight thousand, nine thousand people. Like, this is why you play hockey. This is fun. This is it's fun playing in front of crowds. Fun playing in front of people that are passionate, people that want you win, uh, want you to win, and 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 it's a minor league sports town here it's a you're in your season you're the hot ticket in town and it's fun it's and it's fun to be a part of that and when and when teams have success and you're playing for for an organization that wants to win that wants to win championships it it makes it makes it that much better now you say i mean you love playing in front of big crowds but obviously we're not playing in front of big crowds right now so how is that for you guys i mean not being able to feed off that energy yeah it's uh i mean obviously it's a little different especially here because it's it's something that you you really kind of I think four lanes always pride themselves on was having such big support and you still feel the support you still see it through social media and stuff but I mean at the end of the day it's it's like any other game you're still competitive you want to have success you want to win um so instead of carrying your I guess having fans carry you through some momentum swings you got to kind of do it internally or through yourself on the bench and I mean, guys have played in places where they haven't been able to have those types of crowds, right? So they're used to it. And he's kind of, you become accustomed to it, you get adjusted to it. But obviously you're hoping that as the season goes along and things progress, that the vaccine goes out, that more and more people can come and watch and and get back into the, get back into the Coliseum. Cause um, I know that guys love playing in front of the four wing uh, fans in the crowd. and, And it makes it that much more fun for us. So what's what's the difference between here and playing in Ireland, playing hockey in Ireland? What's, what's yeah, no, it, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so I was in Northern Ireland, uh, which is still part of the UK, but uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. They had a really good fan base there. It was um, the team's been around for twenty years, and it's kind of a cool story. Like they, it's the only team that's impartial. Like a lot of. Uh, a lot of the teams kind of have it's a little segregated for who cheers for who, right? And yeah. it's the only kind of team in town that came around a little later, so it's it's indifferent and in, in who comes to the games and it's uh, impartial in that sense. So the, the the rink was good. It's sad, but it was a it was a it was a big it was a bowl that could turn into a three quarter bowl. So I'd say we averaged probably five or six thousand fans. Awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, it's perfect, and they. Uh, they're they kind of have there's because there's that that european football or, or soccer right. kind of Mentality, culture they, sort of yeah. have, they, have, they have their chance and stuff and it's cool they, they they're really passionate they love the game um and, and i think uk sport they really or sports folk they really like um physical games like they really like rugby and yeah. boxing is big over there right so they love the competitiveness and the physicality of the sport too and and then it's you're skating ice and it's really fast so I think they really appreciate it and they're, and they're pretty knowledgeable. They're, they're getting, they, they understand it. And um, it was good. It was fun. It was, the city was great. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. We had a good setup. Our apartments right beside the rink. 
um, I, I, I have no bad things to say, but I really enjoyed my time. We won a championship too, my one year there. So there you go. Yeah. It was, <laughs> winning is always fun. <laughs> so how did you, how did you get to Ireland? I know, you know, you know, we, I know we wanted you back. I think the next year, you know, things didn't work out, but then you took the deal in, in Ireland. How'd that work out? Yeah. Just my, so my, actually my best friend from, from Letterkenny, from, from <laughs> no, my best friend from Napanee, uh, growing up playing hockey together, he was playing over there that year and, and he just said how much he enjoyed it. And we always kind of wanted to play together professionally. Um, he played at Colgate University, but we played junior and minor hockey together. And uh, so I was like, yeah, why not? I'm still young. I love to go see Europe and play. And um, so I went over there and their coach uh, and general managers, uh, Steve Thornton and Adam Keefe both reached out to me and um, I asked around a couple of guys and everyone had high things and to say about it and uh, it was great it was a good experience we um, we had a good group over there and um, obviously like I said they it's a little different they play for three different trophies so kind of keeps the excitement throughout the league but the big trophy is uh, the regular season it's like soccer yeah. so okay. <laughs> the regular season title was the the big championship which we won then there's uh, the Continental Cup, which is kind of like the FA Cup in, in soccer yeah. in Europe. We won that, and then we lost in the in the playoff final by a goal. Uh, but it was cool. We won two or three trophies. We, we had a good group and um, got to travel around a little bit. Uh, we, we qualified for the Champions Hockey League because we won the league the year before. So we got to go play in Augsburg in Germany. We played in Liberich in Czech Republic, and we went up to Lulia in Sweden. So got to travel around, see some places. And it was, it was, it was a cool experience. I'm sure uh, winning a championship in, in Ireland probably wasn't very much fun. Right. I'm sure you didn't have much, any fun after that. Right. <laughs> the pubs, the pubs were yeah, like that part of it too, like the whole culture and that uh, every night you can go into in the city and uh, there's live music, whether it's kind of traditional music or, um, or rock music, they kind of, it's, it's funny to see kind of what, music comes over from the u.s that they kind of like like purple rain playing everywhere like why purple rain i don't know like that was like they loved the kings of leon and but yeah and, and they like neil diamond a lot too which is kind of funny really but yeah like there's just certain things but it was always fun uh but yeah the yeah when you win there it's uh it's the time people like people like to have fun over there <laughs> and you mentioned the european fans loving you know physical sports i just glossed over the fact that your sister plays rugby how did she get into that <laughs> um actually yeah so uh my high school um we had a good rugby program at it uh we had a coach that i think he played in university and he just i think there was just some some farm kids that were big strong farm kids that just kind of took it it was a team we were always good so he, he taught the game really well so he kind of developed players and um, we, we, we did really well in the, in the city of Kingston and we'd always make it to Offsa, which is kind of like the state championship, I guess, which is the provincial championship for high schools. Um, so she just got in high school. I actually played in high school too. Um, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Dan was better than I was, but, uh, no, it was good. And, and we actually had, there was a, a team in Belfast in the rugby 16, which is the professional league, uh, there. So went and watched a couple of those games too, but those guys, they're uh, they're big they're big units they're and they can move. they can move it's it's crazy it's uh they're they're talented they there's so much speed and power and uh it's it's impressive. So would you rather take a hit on the ice or on the rugby field? 
oh, I, I can get up against the glass and have the, the glass take all most of it. But yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think I'd want to get hit by one of those guys. <laughs> you know, you think about, you know, tough sports, you know, football, uh, hockey, but rugby, there's no pads. It's just brutality. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little, I actually like, cause I, 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 my, my one friend said that cause he played rugby and football, he thought it hurt less to get hit in rugby because guys were more conscious of where or how they were hitting you. Whereas in football there, there's like spear tackling and the helmet. Yeah. He said he had more Charlie horses and hurt more in football. Really? But that's, that's him. He's, he's a bit of a nut bar, but who knows? Well, man, this has been great. I appreciate it. Uh, Took us a second to get together, but it's it's been a good talk. I've really been looking forward to it. Glad you're back in Fort Wayne, and uh, hopefully you're going to be here for a little while. Yeah, I'd love to be around for the season. It's been happy to be back. Sorry for being a little late. That's my fault. I owe you something, maybe a hot dog on the road or something. <laughs> hopefully we'll be able to travel together. Again yeah, day. yeah, that'd be great. Anyways, thanks for having me, Shane, and we'll see you around the ring. All right, buddy. All right, take care. Bye. That's a wrap. I want to thank Curtis Lennon for taking some time and joining you and uh, me and all of us uh, on the Comets podcast here uh, this week. A certainly a wonderful conversation. And, uh, you know, he's a guy we could probably talk to maybe two or three more times. So hopefully uh, Curtis Leonard will be here for quite a while and uh, we'll be able to sit down and talk to him again. But uh, until that time, our show is over. Be on the lookout for the next episode of the Huntington University Comets podcast because this one is finished.